Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Zombie Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert... Spooky Skolansky. Wow. Okay. It took you a second to think of that one. Well, you put me on the spot. I didn't know we did. Well, you know, it's a it's a horror themed Christmas. I think we're having this year. Horror themed Christmas. Yeah. Well, I mean, this episode that we're doing today is, I think, dropping around Christmas or the week week of after Christmas, somewhere around there. So it's a (laughs) I would say (laughs) holiday themed horror. episode i mean typically uh treehouse of horror never lands around halloween when we uh, when we record them no um so it's kind of weird but you can have a holly jolly horror christmas and you know listen to uh a simpson horror episode so uh this week just like every other treehouse of horror that we've (laughs) uh done um we get a guest to come on our uh, show and obviously we started out with andy mccalfridge then we've got uh, Heather and Chris Gast of the Gassel cast. Uh, but this time, we wanted to get someone who knows a ton about horror, a ton about The Simpsons, works in the industry and does a lot of uh, movies and TV shows wrapped around horror. He's worked on The Walking Dead, worked on Creepshow. Um, so he knows his stuff. And we want to welcome to The Simpsons Today podcast, Nick Morgan. Hi, ho everyone. Heidi Ho, Nick. That's, uh, I have to correct you a little bit. That's Nick the Morgue okay. Morgan. Oh, uh, Nick the Morgue Morgan. I, I love like it. it. Love it. Awesome. So, welcome to the show, Nick. Um, glad that you could, uh, glad you can join us. Um, so, first question we always ask our uh, our guests is, when did you start watching The Simpsons and I guess how much how much did it has it impacted your life since you started watching it? So what I mean by that is you start in nineteen eighty nine when The Simpsons first kicked off. Do you latch on a few years after that, or what what got you into The Simpsons? I mean, um, technically, I've been there since prior to that for watching the Tracy Ullman show. Um, you know, I got to awesome. see all those, and I was there the the night it premiered, Thursday night, eight o'clock, Santa's little helper. You know, since then, literally since the inception and even prior. I've, I've been into Simpson. I cannot, in uh, its impact on my life can't be understated. Um, I, I was telling Robert <laughs> a while ago, like I literally quote it every single day of my life. Like, you know, and I, I will work it into conversations just to see who can, who picks, picks up on it. And, and sometimes it's, it, it, you know, no one does like, I mean, like, like at I least know. once a day I've been there. or I quote, you know, the hot stuff coming through, like <laughs> people just, you know, occasionally someone does you know but yeah as far as impact um since day one i've been there i've been a fan through and through i watch it every single day and now that it's on disney plus it's like my nighttime go-to like i watch two or three episodes literally a day you know 
Nice. Yeah, I I work uh, I work for in an entertainment store designing home theater systems, and uh, we have access to Disney Plus on there. So every once in a while, I'll throw it up, and obviously, everyone knows who put it up on the TV, and <laughs> and it's obviously uh, me. Um, everyone yeah. everyone I work with knows I have the Simpsons podcast, so they're definitely not surprised that I that I put it up. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, but I but I guess I was uh, at work when Disney Plus launched in the middle of the day, but I, I had it bring up bring them up in the office, and I had you know. All the office people set it up, so we, I was sitting there hitting refresh, and they're like, "Cause I'm a huge Disney nut too. Like me and my wife don't even get me started on the Disney, but so they they know they knew it was a big deal to me, and they said, "What are you gonna watch first? And I was like, <laughs> "You know, uh, had to bring up The Simpsons. You know, it was the very first thing. You're like, of all the yeah. things on the Disney Plus, you want to watch The Simpsons? I was like, you don't understand. It's the entire catalog. <laughs> yeah." yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep, get everything. So, so one other thing. Obviously, all three of us here, all Funko Pop collectors. What is, what's your Simpsons Funko Pop collection look uh, like? Only Treehouse of Horror. You know, okay. I, I, well, I say that right. as far as collection, that's what it, because you know, I got into pops around 2012. But oddly enough, I didn't collect the Simpsons pops. Um, in the past, I did all the oh. Simpsons Village. You know, the Trend Masters and all of those. I got all of those figures, but I didn't really get into the the pop you know, Simpsons pops, you know, it, but as my pop, you know, obsession grew, cause it, in the beginning it was just whatever, <laughs> I'll get this, I'll get that, you know, just like they were, you just buy it. But now yeah. in retrospect, I'm like, ah, like, you know, like I, it's just so daunting to go back. Like I, I get the new ones as they come out, like the bullies, you know, but like, I, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, the Caligula ones, you know, the, the Roman, I, I wasn't into those very much, you know, but all the Treehouse of Horrors that I can yeah. get my hands on, we have those. Yeah, that's awesome. So we'll 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 come up with a. We have an awesome question at the very end of this episode that we always ask. Well, I guess theoretically we just started asking it last <laughs> Treehouse of Horror with Chris and Heather. So, but we have a question that we ask. Uh, we're going to ask our guests um, at the end of all the Treehouse of Horror episodes. So, um, yeah, Robert, why don't you? Uh, well, actually, one other question I have for Nick. So obviously, horror also takes a big part in oh, your life. Yeah. Um, yes. And, and um, obviously Treehouse of Horror plays into that. You get a lot of uh, variety when it comes to uh, horror in the Simpsons and what they uh, parody. Uh, what got you into horror? Well, I, I know the exact movie, you know, um, you know, I, I got into horror at a very early age. Like nowadays parents might even, face some charges for how early I got got into horror. <laughs> um, my, I was at my aunt's house and they went to the video store and they rented Maniac Cop. You know, and I must have been like four or five years old, something like that, you know? And I was like, oh. uh, yeah, and I, I, my mom didn't want me to watch it. And I wanted to, and I, I just loved it and like got obsessed with it. And like this, anytime I could watch horror, I would, you know, and it got into more like the, the more easy to find on VHS back then, and you know what I could, what my parents would rent, but then just got obsessed with it, and then I started reading Stephen King, got every Stephen King novel. Okay, my room was literally like a collage of Gorezone and Fangoria magazines. I, I collaged everything, every poster. <laughs> so I got obsessed with horror real quick, and then I started getting into makeup effects. Like I would just whatever I could find around the house, or you know, food products and my mom's makeup kit, learning how to do uh, makeup <laughs> effects and monster effects, and just started making my own movies with an old VHS camera, you know, and then the older I got, you know, I started making more movies and meeting people who were in the horror movies and we started making our own horror movies. And then I started, 
I've done film series and magic shows and spook shows and we started the zombie walk here in Atlanta. You know, we had uh, our film series called Splatter Cinema. We won best film series in Atlanta seven years in a row because, you know, we would show a uh, 35 millimeter print of a old horror movie and we'd recreate a scene from it in the lobby. And we would, we did that once a month. And that was on top of doing our spook show, which is called the Silver Scream Spook Show, where we would do a live stage show. Like it, we were, it had a plot improv with like burlesque dancers, but we would uh, do one that related to the movie we were showing, like Brighter Frankenstein. We would kind of relate it to that, and we did that same thing, you know, eight years or so. But you know, like looking around my house right now, you, you know, I, you, it's, it's, it looks just like it, my, my room did as a kid, except now it's the whole house, you know, and my wife, my wife's obs- nice. obsessed with horror movies. You know, I met her on the set of Halloween two, you know, Rob Zombie's Halloween two. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. I actually, I don't remember if she was in that. I think she was uh, uh scout Taylor Compton. Yeah, no, she was. Yeah. I know she was in the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually got to work with her on a on a horror movie up here in Minnesota. Right, yeah, now I, I I I don't get to deal yeah, with her yeah, too much. I, you know, I, I do the sets, and well, back then I was doing makeup, but you know, but yep. so I, I see the actors and you know, Wave Edelman that did, you know, I I, I <laughs> once I open the set, I gotta leave because I go, I have to make the next set. I have to always be ahead of the camera, you know. So so right. I, I don't get to hang out with the actress too much, but I saw her around, but. I, I definitely saw my wife, and I got obsessed with her, like, right out of the gate. So I can always say the best nice. thing Rob Zombie ever did was uh, make it so I could meet my wife, you know. <laughs> there you nice. go. But nice. Did you have him at the wedding? No, no. no but, but going along no. with the horror and the uh, obsessed with Disney, me and my wife uh, had our wedding at the Haunted Mansion at uh, in Disney World. You know, um, oh, and I was, we dressed cool. as Jack and Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, but it was like... Had had they made really their cool. not like a costume, but had they made their wedding outfits? Like her, my wife's wedding uh, gown was made from vintage wedding gowns that she cut up and sewed into one wedding gown, like Sally's dress oh, kind of thing. Cool, you know. So I, I oh, can't sweet. can't say enough how much horror is a part of my life. You know, I really, really <laughs> through and through. You know, like you were saying earlier, like I got very lucky in my career. You know, because I make a lot of bullshit. Te- or you know. Uh, <laughs> mediocre oh you can swear that's bullshit tv you know like in movies and but i got very lucky to do a lot of horror like you know i worked on the walking dead and vampire diaries and the originals and all those vampire shows and i decorated i got into decorating i did hellfest and stand against evil and superstition and your pretty faces going to hell and creep show and (laughs) i I did all three seasons of creep show like you know so i got to work with all these people i would read about in fangoria i got to work with all of them john harrison tom savini greg nicotero barbara crampton you know uh, adrian bardot you know like it was like a a, literally a dream come true like my hair is standing up right now you know thinking about it and and to be get to be a part of the creep show legacy and to get work with greg nicotero on that you know i worked with him on the walking dead too but this was much closer you know because it was a passion project from him and I basically got to make all yep. my dreams as a kid come true. Anything I wanted to do, I could do. And all, all the Easter eggs I wanted to put in there and horror references, they would let me do. So, you know, like I said, it, The Simpsons and horror are really like what developed me as a core <laughs> person. Like, you know, like um, I can't state that enough. Like in The Simpsons, like if I had to like without hands down, millisecond answer, if somebody said like what show 
if you only could watch one show for all time, what would it be? Number one would be The Simpsons, and number two would be Twilight Zone. Like, without a yeah, without a question in my mind, you know what I'm saying? It's like that's how adamant I'm about. Well, one of one of the uh, one of the uh, episodes, well, mini episodes within this Treehouse of Horror is based off exactly, Twilight yes. episode. And that's one thing I do. I perfect. The Simpsons drop horror references constantly, and and just their Monday episodes. And that's one thing I love. And some of them are very obscure. Like I don't even know if some of the people working on the Simpsons knew it was a Easter egg, you know. (laughs) And I I get away with stuff like that all the time because only horror fans are going to know the reference. And sometimes you can put it in plain sight and it'd be fucked up, and but no one's going to get it. But the people who have seen it happen (laughs) in that movie, you know. Yep. All right, so let's kick it off. We got season seven, episode six, episode tree Treehouse of Horror. What's that? Isn't this episode five? No, I think you wrote it wrong. Oh. So so we got season <laughs> seven, episode six, Treehouse of Horror, number six. Yeah, man. Which aired which aired October 29th, nineteen ninety five. So just shy of Halloween. So I think, I think the Simpsons got pretty good getting the Treehouse of Horrors around that Halloween time instead of, you know, early November, like it seems to have been lately. Um, so the recap, we got logos attacking Springfield. We got groundskeeper Willie terrorizing children in their dreams and we got horror entering a 3d world. Yeah. So, um, one thing I do want to point out, which is kind of crazy. This is the, uh, First Treehouse of Horror episode where we don't get a warning from Marge, Bart, yep. anyone at the beginning. It's because um, how long the, the episode ran with, with each segment, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. You know, I mean, it was, I, the opening was kind of cool. We got, we got Krusty as a headless horseman galloping through the woods at night. Um, you know, he comes up laughing, his head flings at the camera, splatters with blood, you know, impact everywhere. And you get the words, tree, uh, the Simpsons Halloween special. Number six. Yeah. Yeah. So we still haven't actually gotten the Treehouse of Horror moniker right. yet. This yeah. is also the first Treehouse of Horrors not to have the iconic tombstones intro. intro. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I was just about yeah. to mention that. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm not a fan yeah, of the crazy. short intros. Like... You know, like to me, the in, the intro of The Simpsons is an integral part of the show. You know, cause even though the minute changes yeah. they make within within them sometimes, I love that. And like, and I get why they have to for editing to make these short ones, but like especially with Treehouse of Horrors, I had come so accustomed to it. I, re- I remember this scene, this one for the first time. I mean, like, you know, like where's Marge? <laughs> I did. I know. I love Marge warning the, warning the yeah. audience that this is going to be the scariest thing ever and put your kids to well, bed. Well, I just liked and, it, um, you, know, you know, especially back in the day, I liked it, you know, because being a kid, then she was speaking directly to the <laughs> yep. audience. You know what I mean? Like looking at, like, like a, yes. outside yeah. of the show, it was like addressing the audience directly. And I liked that, you know, like, because you know, that doesn't happen very often in the show. They they might get men and break the fourth wall within an episode, but very rarely do they directly address you. You know. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we get a get a couch gag this Halloween, which is kind of cool. Uh, the family are all hanged by nooses, uh, staring blankly like they're just kind of heads flopped. And despite being dead from asphyxiation, Maggie manages to suck on her pacifier. That's <laughs> a you know I'm. Kind of glad they included a couch gag because this is not a Simpsons right. episode without a right. couch gag. So, but yeah, was... and, they, and they didn't kill Maggie. That's no. pretty bold of them not to kill you Maggie. Know, 
Although, you know, when I when I when I watched this episode for our podcast, I almost kind of like I get it's a Halloween theme thing, but the whole them hanging from the ceiling, I feel like in this day and age might be in bad taste because of how more we are aware of like mental illnesses. For all of it. And yeah, I mean, I, and all, yeah, I, all of it. Know, and so. No, no, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, all I was going to say is like it might trigger somebody. They see that. And I feel like now I don't think the Simpsons would do that kind of couch. Uh, gag, but, I don't know. They, they've know, gone even further on some of them in, in later seasons, like especially especially okay, okay. with Maggie like, in child murder. They, they, yeah. they do <laughs> several times where, you know, they, they show the kids get this brutally murdered, you know, and I, you know, some things it's like one of. Fox especially doesn't fuck with the Simpsons. You know, like, I think that goes back to Rupert Murdoch. They can get away with things where other cartoons on other networks Mm -hmm. wouldn't just because of the things. But Oh, absolutely. You know? know, Yeah. Yep. So, uh, so our first um, Treehouse of Horror episode is uh, the attack of the 50 foot eyesores. Um, And this is a parody of the 1958 movie. Attack of the 50-Foot Woman, which I've never seen because I don't really... I've never really gone back in the vault to watch old horror movies. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I probably should. I, yeah, They're the my, best, man. My movie knowledge isn't the good My son is named after Vincent Price. Uh, yes, yeah, so oh, Vincent Price cool. movies are up there for me. Like, all, all the universal cla- you know, classic monsters, like, that's a big another big part of me. Yeah, so uh, this episode, or yeah, this episode, episode i don't know vignette uh mini series whatever you want to call it uh we see homer driving um to springfield's uh business strip he goes ah the miracle mile where value wears a neon sombrero and there's not a single church or a library to offend the eye which is (laughs) it's hilarious because obviously homer wouldn't want to go to church or go to a library because it's because it's homer um, I do love one of the stores on the strip is called Zip Boys, which is a reference to the the store Pep Boys. If anybody remembers, oh yeah, definitely. That store. I don't think it is. It still yeah, around? Yeah, it, it's still around. Not not as big as it used to be, but they're still around. Yeah, because I think growing up, I remember it being here in Wisconsin, but I I, I have not yeah, seen a they, Pep Boys in a. They had those little fiberglass time. statues of the three guys in, inside the store. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, we also see uh, Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Um, and we'll get to what that store was in a little bit because we do see what it was for. Um, but that's kind of cool that they did right. that because, I mean, that's kind of more of a Midwest staple um, folklore, Paul Bunyan. Um, and so finally, we get to Homer's favorite restaurant, um, pulling up to Lard Lad Donuts. And he goes, there it is. The chain that put the fat in fat southern sheriffs. <laughs> oh, of course, we have to have the cop joke right. for the donuts. Man, you, you, well, those southern cops. Oh, don't yeah. Even, yeah. Man, you know, <laughs> I can't talk about cops. Um, <laughs> man, um, the large lad, though. I mean, come on. That's like one of the most iconic images of Springfield. Like you think of Springfield, it's like Absolutely. the church. Lard Lad, you know, and Moe's, you know, like that. I mean, yeah, but yep. it's like it is like the McDonald's of, of 
you know, even more so than Krusty Burger <laughs> of, you know, fast food yeah. in Springfield. Yeah, I do. It is kind of weird. Now we're in season seven. Maybe we haven't seen Lard Lad yet because they have a banner up that says Home of the Colossal Donut and they have a grand opening banner. Now, yeah, I don't obviously I can't, I can't now, obviously, and, and, we're, and I'm about to start an argument with Steve. Um, Nick, maybe if you want to give your thoughts on this, but Halloween episodes are non-canon. Uh, no, it depends. I, I, I agree with Steven because <laughs> sometimes they have, because yes. they, this is the only reason I will say that they are canon because in regular n- non Treehouse of Horror episodes, they have referenced events that happened in Treehouse of Horror episodes. That, that, That's so I would right. say th- this <laughs> to that argument, the, at the times in which they do that, they are canon. If they haven't, <laughs> if they have not directly referenced them, I would say no, because because oh, yeah. the, the more realistic things are right, canon. The, the references <laughs> to them makes them real, you know, because it has become, you know, it's fair. Uh, I mean, yeah. they have I mean, they have referenced a couple. I know they referenced the uh, King and Kodos one where they thought they were going to get eaten. They had the cookbook. I believe that's a reference in a uh, regular episode. Um, so. Okay, I we'll we'll say some are, some aren't. But I think you're right. I think this is the first appearance of Lard Lad. I, I don't. It I, is. I, I obviously it would be it would have been like background or something. But the only I guess they could have introduced him here. But it seems like making him a part, especially that big of a part of the episode, it had to be established before this episode. Right. I would think you know like just as far yeah. as like it, they're featuring him so much in it you know it, 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 but yeah. i don't know i can't say i know i'm gonna find out as soon as we're but off it's this so call weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, but see since like robert mentioned they had a grand opening banner on it so i mean maybe maybe the writer's like hey, hey we gotta introduce something where the cops can go maybe that's out. just west side yeah. lord lad you know <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair um so homer goes homer goes into lard lad and he's like i want a colossal donut and the the uh, just like teenager, the one on the side, on the side. <laughs> and the teenager hands him a regular sized donut. And I was like, "We well, guys falsely advertise the size of the donut," and he threatens the squeaky voice teen uh, by saying he paid for a colossal sized donut, and he's going to get a colossal sized donut. I, uh, I I I feel like I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I bought something and. It's been falsely advertised. Like, I know a lot of people get upset with fast food commercials, but the thing is, the whole point of advertising, like, especially with fast food, is to get you to go buy it. And I know there's there's recently been a couple of lawsuits because people have said, well, the size of the burger in the advertisement (laughs) is not what we get in real life. And advertisers do have a little bit of liberty with their advertisements. So I wouldn't say it's well, not to mention in in some way, like when you do a commercial, especially if you're advertising or something like a burger, I mean, I'm not even exaggerating here. 80% of that burger is fake. It's not even real, real food. So like, even the substances around it, the, the silicone, you know, glycerin, it's not steam. Like all, it's not even, it's not even food. Like I, 
and, and, and to me, like if you're watching an advertisement, it's always going to be aspirational. You know what I'm saying? It's always going to. That's the whole point yeah. of it. Yeah. But yeah, but remember Bart's Sunday, his birthday yes. Sunday that he got. <laughs> oh yeah, it was a like a really tiny... on the wall, and he got a really really tiny birthday Sunday. So <laughs> that Spring... would be false yeah. advertising. So Springfield is notorious for false. Well, no, that's life. That, yes. that is literally. That, that, yeah, that or that. <laughs> Uh, so Homer uh, uh, drives back to Lardlad, and the radio, the guy on the radio says there's an ionic <laughs> disturbance in the atmosphere, and precautions should be taken. So obviously something spooky is about to happen, because, you know, this is kind of, you know, the setup. And uh, Homer parks his car, and as the traditional kind of would-be robber does uh homer puts pantyhose over his head to you know <laughs> it looks so weird and, and, uh, it kind of looks like he put a condom on that's his head he, he does this repeatedly it's like he keeps it ready in yeah, the car like that's like a, he has he, he's done yeah. this several times yeah <laughs> uh and so uh homer is somehow able to sling a chain through the donut hole that lard is holding and is able to get the, the the clip to attach so like it doesn't pull through, <laughs> yep. and he connects it to his car, and he drives off with the donut. And Homer yells that he has his donut and asks the statue what he's gonna do about it. And that's where we've seen Lard Lad before when he anchored the monorail during the monorail Dude, episode. Oh yeah, that's right. He used the donut right, as yeah. an anchor in the monorail episode. Okay. Steve, Thank you, Steven. Steven <laughs> for the win. <laughs> but, okay, I like to point something out. Maybe this is because yeah. of uh, Treehouse of Horror and and let's just say a little bit of canon. So I'm looking at my Lard Lad Funko Pop right now. Yeah. And Lard Lad's holding it in his arm, like in the crook of his arm. Oh. So, so Homer ripped the donut off Lard Lad and they couldn't install it back up high. So they had to install it in the crook of his arm. Maybe. <laughs> no, because I, I think, think it wouldn't fit I, in I the pop. It wouldn't fit in the box. They'd have to make a, a new a new box. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, after uh, Lard Lad gets struck by lightning, because uh, you know that ionic storm that happened. Yes. Um, he comes to life, comes off, and I love how he gives like a Godzilla like roar. That was like, fantastic. Like I, it was. I mean. I almost thought more Mechagodzilla. Like, it kind of had that <laughs> metallic sound, but maybe they actually ripped that clip right from, uh, right from a did. Godzilla movie. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean they, it, that, that's like an iconic 1954 Godzilla, or quite if I've ever heard one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so then we get all the other mascots coming to life. Um because that's that's what an ionic storm does in the town of Springfield. Is it uh, yeah. makes uh, statues come to life? Yeah. Um, so then we see Marge Mar sees Homer lying on the giant donut in the living room, and uh, it's funny. She's like, "Where's like Homer? Where'd you get that? <laughs> get what? <laughs> that giant donut? Well, I acquired it legally. You could be sure of that." <laughs> now, now I think Marge is asking the wrong questions. I would have asked. How the hell did you get that thing in the house? Well, it's like the big giant tiki head that Burns sent as a gift. They have a magic doorway that they can get shit into their house that's ginormous. I know. It's so funny. Like, I'm just looking at this thing taking up the entire size of the living room. Like, how, like, I mean, oh my God, that's just, 
It's just funny. And that how yeah. and that doesn't okay. I mean we'll get to it at the end, but when Homer gives back the donut, doesn't he rip off the house to get it or did did he Somehow get it ma- through that magic door again. I think they just got it through yeah. the magic door because he smashes the <laughs> house. He, he, ri- he rips off Flanders's <laughs> roof, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, he sma- yeah. yeah. Uh, so now we get uh, some citizens that uh, are partying outside of the uh, neon Duff cowboy sign, and he comes off of it. The, kid, the, the kids are all like, "Hey, come party with us!" And he crushes the crowd with his neon bottle. apparently uh apparently cowboy duffman is uh very disgruntled well Um, i mean they're i mean technically all the advertisements are monsters they are yeah so then we see the zip boys come to life and i love that their heads are so big that they start i like how they jump off and pose they do like the zip boy or the pep boys like pose and then their heads like collapse onto the ground (laughs) And uh, I like how the crazy old man comes out of the shop. It's like, hey, I told you not to scratch up your heads. <laughs> well, he's like, where are you going? Don't, <laughs> don't scratch your heads up. Because they're his personal property, apparently. Well, yes, he owns the Zip Boys. They're, <laughs> I uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know if, uh, I don't know. I'm guessing they're like restaurants or franchises. And you can, your, your property is your own right. stuff. Uh, I have no idea. All right. So it's morning morning we get ken brockman on the news it's like good morning everyone panic is gripping springfield as giant advertising mascots rampage through the city perhaps it's part of some daring new ad campaign but what new product could justify such carnage a cleanser a fat-free fudge cake that doesn't let you down and in the flavor department like so many others (laughs) uh yeah, is he talking about Little Debbie's? I feel like he's talking about Little Debbie's. It's possible? I mean, I don't know. What, I don't I mean, know. It, it sounds like it's the most likely scenario to me. Little Debbie's, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I like how Kent gets taken down by his own likeness as a mascot. That's great. <laughs> uh, why does Kent Brockman need a 50-foot right. mascot? Well, so, I mean, it is Springfield. <laughs> I There are... Not here in Green Bay. Um, I know in Madison, Wisconsin, they do have billboards for a couple of the anchors. Oh yeah, they they or they have that they here in Atlanta. To. You know, all the some of the major anchors, like yeah. for the major stations, had their billboards you know, along the highway. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. You know, yeah. by the way, Kent Brockman's one of so, the most underrated Simpsons characters. Like. Like he, he drops banger lines all the time. You know, you know, yeah, he does. He does. And it, well, his eye on Springfield segments are amazing. Because right. I mean, if, if he says something, you know, it's going to be commentary on the actual human race. You know what I'm saying? And it's not, it's not just yeah. the Simpsons. He's referring to like, this is, he's talking about us. It's a society, you know, like what, you know, I always. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. No, Kent's uh, one of our favorite Republican uh, news anchors. <laughs> uh, so then we get a technical difficulty size, please stand by title card. That's uh, great. I love Kent's, it. Kent's gone. Um, and but so he's we, not. Yeah. Then we get auto <laughs> driving the kids to school when uh, Red Devil Realty mascot picks up the bus. It's a big and red devil. Rig red devil. And uh, he's like, whoa, another acid flashback. Man, I'd hate to be driving a bus right now. <laughs> God, I love auto. Oh. Uh, all so right. Good. So now we get Professor Peanut, you know, uh, 
Mr. Peanut reference. Yeah. Um, picks up a car, cracks it open like a peanut, and meets the people inside. <laughs> did, did you guys watch the death of Mr. Peanut recently? Yeah. No, is that no. on? No, Netflix no, no, no. It was just a, it was a advertising campaign. They like they killed him. Like yeah. he fell off a cliff or something, and like he, Mr. Peanut died. But you know, legitimately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know about that. Yeah. Well, I know what what was Baby Peanut. That How was that was, was the thing. Peanut? His son takes but, over the the mantle. Yeah, but they like. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that, yeah. Because wasn't Baby Peanut born like three, four years ago? I don't know that, yeah. No, wasn't it, it was, last year? Was it was right after thing? the Mr. Peanut died um, that they did it, I believe. But I thought it was very funny that a company oh, okay. chose to murder their own mascot in their own advertising, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what what drives people to eat peanuts more right. than murder? <laughs> beer. <laughs> well, yeah. Beer, yeah, beer. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> All right, so now we get Wiggum um, spotting an incredibly tall young man in a basketball uniform. I like how he ducks through the short. There was a you know, big and tall restaurant and uh, shoots the restaurant. Uh, or, I'm sorry, store. Big and tall <laughs> store and uh, shoots him. Guy falls over dead. Wiggum's like, ah, they're not so tough. <laughs> he was like, ah, Chief, that wasn't a monster. That was the captain of the high school basketball right. team. And we, we was like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, he was turning into a monster, though. <laughs> now, so, oh, the incompetence of well, the Well, not to mention, going back to, like, you know, would they do it today, you know, murdering a high school to- student with a chief of police? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That didn't age well. No. <laughs> but, but to be fair, now, it would have been great if it was, like, the middle school basketball captain, because we haven't gotten any middle school Springfield references yet. No, we haven't. It's only no. elementary and high school. We need some middle school references. They don't have a middle school. They just go straight from they go straight from fifth grade to tenth grade. Oh, or ninth okay. grade. Sorry, makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, so All then right. we. Yep. Oh. Um. Sorry. So uh, Bart um is uh, with the devil because obviously Bart's gonna find the devil if he's a lot. He's out there roaming Springfield, yeah. and uh, he's doing the <laughs> angel devil thing on his shoulders. Yeah. Um. And but it's more like a double devil. Yeah, and he's like, you should destroy the school. Yes, I agree. Destroy the school. <laughs> yeah, I love. Man, oh I God. love that devil angel thing when it happens with Homer and the devil's there and you say, "Do it," and he turns yes. and says, "Hey, where's the other guy?" And it cuts to him in, in traffic, <laughs> going, "God damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's great. Of course, Bart would do like a the the devil angel thing, but it's you know both devil. Yep. That's great. Um, uh, so Homer gets off the giant donut to answer the door uh, and he sees Lard Lad and he goes, Homer's like, hello? Yes? Oh, uh, uh, if you're looking for that big donut of yours, um, Flanders has it. Just smashes <laughs> open his house. And so uh, Homer closes the door and he goes, he came to life. Good for him. <laughs> oh god that's great and then we hear uh the lard lad smashing uh ned's house and uh lard lad comes back after smashing uh ned's house and homer's like i told you flanders has it or mo go kill mo go kill mo <laughs> march responds homer just give him the donut once he has it that will end all of this horror and Homer's like, well, okay, if it'll end horror. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he somehow manages to get the donut out of the right. house. Yep. And gives it gives it back to Lard Lad. But guess what? The horror doesn't end. Will somebody please think of the children? Right. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, Did so, you guys ever play Simpsons Tap Out? Yep. Oh, yeah. Too, oh, got, yeah. Dude, I played God. God. Me I, don't, I don't play yeah. anymore. It's been I, I was years. A, quite addicted. No, no, no. I, I was quite addicted and had to have every everything, you know. But I but I do remember yeah. when they dropped some of the mascots from this episode in it. You know, like the uh, the ox and things like that. Yeah. You know, would be, you know, trying to get those, you know, but from this episode but in particular, they would drop several of those over the years and the Simpsons tapped out. Yeah. Yep. No, dude, I, I, I had a finally, I, I don't remember if I finally gave up cause I couldn't expand my city anymore oh. or, or what it was, but oh, yeah. I definitely gave up just because it was just, you no, know, but I, I love the writers, you know, they would write for that game and, um, but the way they would make yeah, oh, yeah. fun of you for it and like, you know, point out the fact that you're doing exactly what they want you to do. And like, yeah, man, I, I got too obsessed. And then uh, one day at work, my iPad got stolen. And um, I just never logged back in. And after a while, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk away because it really was like a grind. I was <laughs> all day long. But I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. I mean, I didn't like, I didn't give them any money. I did a little it, bit. But, but, yeah, not, was... but I, I just did the grind okay. of like tap, 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 tap. You know, it set alarms on my phone. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The alar- Setting your alarm and like every two hours you have to go on. Otherwise, right. you couldn't complete right, cause you the had to have, thing. You had to do it yeah. all because yep. you wouldn't buy any donuts. You had to do every little thing, you know. Yeah, but I loved all the Treehouse yeah. of Horror episodes. They would, they would drop in there. Many from this episode. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, so um, after Lard Lad destroys their house and several others on their block, Homer asks Marge if she ever gets tired of being <laughs> wrong all the time. She's you know, like, yes, I do. And going back again, uh, I think that's something that he says again to her later. Like, like you, you know, or, you know, do you ever get tired of being a constant downer? Or, you know, or be getting tired of being the one to say no? <laughs> He's always fucking with Marge. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. So uh, the Simpsons uh, look on as the advertising monsters destroy Springfield and we see the Zip Boys using carts to wheel their heads past them, <laughs> which is great because their heads are too heavy and they're scratching the ground. So they got put them in carts. They got like wheels. It's great. Yep. Um, and so then Lisa notices the advertising agency um, in the footprint Lard Lad left behind, um, except for the fact that if it was raised on the bottom of the foot, it would be backwards mm-hmm. in the ground. Oh, really? It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be line for line it would be backwards oh. because it's an imprint oh right yes <laughs> so she shouldn't be able to read it clearly yep um but the name of the advertising agency is van brunt and churchill mm. advertising copyright 1947 so lisa decides to go to the advertising agency lisa goes if your advertising agency created all those giant characters you must know how to stop them. The adver- advertising agent's like, well, well, sir, talking to Lisa, advertising is a funny thing. If people stop paying attention to it, pretty soon it goes away. Like that old woman who couldn't find the beef? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I miss the where's the beef oh, lady. Wendy's. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, isn't the isn't the uh, hot sauce thing uh, the the I put this shit on everything chick gone oh, I now? I don't know. Yeah. Did she die? Yeah, I don't see, know if she. I, see, I, I'm I pretty sure they're wearing the beast ladies. Yeah, there. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think she's gone. But yeah, the old lady that says I put this shit on everything for the red hot. Uh, uh, what is it? The hot sauce commercial. I think Tabasco? she passed. I think yeah, Tabasco. I think she passed away because. They're doing new ads where they still say that line, but she's not in any of them anymore. Yeah, she's mm. probably dead. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, I do like one of the posters on the ad agency wall reads 50 million cigarette smokers can't be wrong. And the other <laughs> one on the other side says, if you like Ike, you'll love Anderson <laughs> septic <laughs> tanks. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I love that one. Oh, I like Ike. Oh, so Lisa tells the advertising agent that people can't look away from the monsters because they are tearing apart the town. So it's kind of like you see a train wreck, but you can't look away because it's horrifying. Yep. And so the agent says, well, maybe a jingle will get people to stop looking at them. He's like, uh, he, what, just, don't he look, stop like, just don't look. Just stop the monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, he comes up with it on uh, his piano in his office because he's like an old man. Yep. And so uh, we cut to Lisa introducing Paul Anka to get the citizens to stop looking at the monsters. And Paul Anka, uh, he voices himself and the song lyrics go to stop those monsters. One, two, three. Here's a fresh new way that's trouble free. It's got Paul. It's got Paul Anka's guarantee. Guarantee <laughs> void in Tennessee, which is Lisa's line. And Paul Anka and Lisa and all the townspeople just start chanting. Just don't look. Like a few times, and that's that's the song. It's a good and, song. Yeah, just don't look, just don't look. And so the townspeople, you know, they start paying attention to Paul Anka, and the monsters start a dying. Yep, and uh, we see uh, Paul Bunyan falling on a hospital. Babe, the blue ox falls on an orphanage, <laughs> and the mascot on a flying carpet falls on the birthplace of Norman Vin- uh, Norman Vincent Peale. And if I remember correctly, Paul Bunyan's, like, he was the mascot for a vision place. I forgot to write it down. I'm pretty sure it was a vision. It's part of, like, a vision optical store. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so the, the mascot flying on the flying carpet that destroys the birthplace of Norman Vincent Peale is the author of The Power of Positive Thinking. Huh. Yeah. One of the most sewed <laughs> books in history. Because he's like, oh, I did not know that. Nope. I thought it was Lord of no, the Rings. That's, that's, no, it's no. I didn't say most. It's one of the most. Yeah, it's like it's it's like oh, that. Okay. And ran, you know, uh, Atlas shrugged, you know, and uh, Lord of the Rings in the yeah. Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I believe I believe the Bible is the number one selling <laughs> book in all the world. Uh, so Lisa says that it worked, but Boy Bart points out that Lardlad is still alive because. You know, Homer keeps looking at him because the mascot mascot's holding a sign that says now with sprinkles and Homer's like mm, sprinkles. And that is also occurs. Mm, sprinkles also occurs in Treehouse of Horror number two. Yeah. This does. I mean, he, he does mm, sprinkles and it's Homer's thing. Yep. And so Bart and Lisa pull Homer away and he stops looking at Lard Lad and he dies, falls over dead. And the giant donut rolls away. 
I'd like to point out before Bart and Lisa pull Homer away, Marge tells Homer to stop looking at him. And Lisa goes, don't make us poke your eyes huh. out, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we see uh, King and Kodos are hitching a ride to uh, yeah. Earth Capital. You got to get their Earth parents Capital. in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think this yeah. past one was the only and, one they uh, didn't yeah. ever appear in. They didn't have, did not, did not uh, have an the, appearance. The newest one? Yeah. The newest not, one. You know, yeah, yeah, I think the newest one, yeah. Which is kind of sad. They need to they 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 ended a 32-year-old 32-year-long right. streak. Yeah. <laughs> uh and so uh Ken reports in front of the destroyed Simpson house and warns folks at home about the scourge of advertisements and they could be headed right for us. And Homer cuts Kent off to say, "We'll be right back." <laughs> that was Episode number one of Trios of Horror number uh, six. So, yep. awesome. So, now let's jump right into oh. episode number two, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. Probably my favorite. Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite ones. No, it's up there. Done. It really is. And, and yeah. this is a parody, if you guys don't already know, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> one of my favorite horror movies God, I love Johnny Depp. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and Robert England. He's a really cool guy too. What what is yes, your guy's is. favorite Nightmare on M Street? Ooh. Uh for me it's probably just the first one. I've seen a like the first three. I never saw the remake. So I'd probably go with the original one. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the original. I love the second one. Third one is a special place in my heart. But I don't know what it is. I mean, it's not my favorite, but I do actually really like it. The Freddy versus, uh, not, uh, uh, yeah, the Freddy versus Jason that they oh, yeah. did a few, uh, I don't know. God, it had to be like 10, 15 years back now, <laughs> but that Freddy versus Jason was absolutely fantastic. Well-written. They kept both kind of storylines intact, man. Yeah. They, I mean, it I remember was, waiting for that I, movie. That's the movie we all wanted for the entire time we were growing up, you know? Yeah. I yeah. know. Like, don't get me wrong. I love the originals. Like, one through three have a special place in my heart. But can you really like, call that a Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. movie? Yeah. Kind of. It has, Fre- hey, look, it has Freddy in it. Right. It's a Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street movie. But, like, it was it was done really well. Like, I was pleasantly me too. surprised. Me too. I mean, it can, there's parts of it I have issues with. But, uh, yeah, I, I was, have, having had that or nothing, I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. I, I kind of wish we, they would do something else with it, you know, now, but you know, at least we got it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So what, what's your um, favorite name? I'm with, I'm there with you guys. I, I'd have to say favorite is, you know, three dream warriors, you know, but, uh, but then one yeah. only because like one is a, to me, a totally different thing, you know, but like, Freddie doesn't really yeah. become Freddie until, you know, two and on. You know, like, especially threes where he really becomes, yeah. you know, the Freddy that everybody thinks of when they think Freddy. Like, I mean, one, he's just like a homicidal pedophile, you know, with a little, they, you know, don't get too much into yeah. it. But like, <laughs> I like that part of it in the, uh, I like the lower budget, honestly, you know, before they get into it because yeah, it's yeah. more of like yeah. a, it's a, more of a supernatural slasher, you know, and whereas the other ones become yeah. more just straight up supernatural horror. The first one's more of a slasher film to mm-hmm. me, 
And um, I, I, I like yeah. that. And I like yeah. the, the creepiness of the shots. They, they, they over sexualize things and like get these weird, crazy angles. And, you know, that all those tropes of the 80s horror movies, whereas past the first one, they, yep. yeah. you know, they go into not total camp, but definitely leaning into more camp than the uh, shadow. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. I yeah. mean, we, we recently watched at work. I mean, it's obviously it's a public place and we kind of have to be kind of careful but during halloween time we like to watch some horror movies and i threw on you know number one and while i was working all of a sudden i look at the screen i get the scene where the claws are coming up in the bathtub Mm -hmm. through the uh, chick's legs and i mean that's just one of the one of the most iconic scenes in that movie minus the blood spewing from the the, the and leaning into the wall you know when he when he yeah Yes. Did oh, you know yeah. that's? Yeah. Did you know yeah, that that's absolutely. her hand? The act, the actress. Yeah, she has really? the glove on. That's her doing that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. She must have okay. really long arms. No, it's not that bad. I mean, it's right there. You know, in the area. You know, you push. Put it down. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be careful. Uh, so uh, this episode uh, opens up. With Bart, uh, where he's dreaming about playing Frisbee with Santa's little helper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the fact that many of the, the elements of this opening dream sequence and background music and backgrounds and, and everything associated with it are behavior of characters parodying Tex Avery cartoons. Yeah, it's fantastic. Like everything about it, just the animation, the when Bart gets hit in the head with the frisbee and the no sale signs show up in his eyes and the birds tweeting around his head. Like it was, I, I mean, if Bart dreams like uh, Tex Avery cartoons, that's, that's gorgeous. (laughs) I I wish I dreamt in that fashion. Which, you know, that's great. Most of the time when they do references to animation, it's more Hanna-Barbera, you know, so I I, I do like it when they give Looney Tunes. You know uh, the, the, their references too, but they mm-hmm. they always seem to go with Hannah. I guess because it fits more with their their character design. But you know, like I I do I did love the the Tex Avery and the Looney Tunes reference as well. The Cowdio was, was always my favorite growing up. You know, yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and so, uh, um, so Bart, uh, or the dog. I like how Bart throws a frisbee. The dog throws the frisbee back to Bart. He doesn't catch it. Whacks him in the head. And then groundskeeper Willie shows up in Bart's dream, and uh, his, I like his lines like "Glad to rake your acquaintance." Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, the puns, the, the, the puns are always right. heavy in the Treehouse of Horror. Wait, can, can we stop oh, one? Yeah. Like, I want to. I want to reference something here. Talk about something with Bart in this yeah. one because yeah. it's it's yeah. trivial. But if if you look at the span of thirty two years, and even when these shows were popular, or you know, over the years. Bart's always playing with a frisbee yeah. or flying a kite, you know, like the, the, these really like dated, yep. dated kind of things. But they're him and Milhouse, the frisbee has been a point of contention over, you know, dozens of <laughs> episodes. Yeah. Well, yeah. what was it like the few episodes ago we talked about it where where Bart's outside uh, flying a kite in the middle right. of the night and Marge is, there's, Marge is like, there's, oh, so, yeah. there's something I don't like about Bart there's, flying a kite in the middle of the night. Un- there's, something unwholesome. there's something unwholesome about uh, flying a kite at night. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, mother dear. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. yep. And so uh, Willie swings his rake at uh, Bart, causing Bart to wake up as you know yeah. anyone having a nightmare would do. And uh, Bart thinks that it was only a dream, 
but he looks out at his chest and you see three three uh cuts right across his chest uh where uh right. yeah the bart was bart was attacked in yeah, his I, dream i love when and, bart uh, wakes up from this he yeah. wakes up screaming like a death rattle and Homer goes, Bart, is that you? And he yeah. goes, yeah. And he goes, take out the grass. Take out the trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Take out the garbage. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Homer doesn't give two shits about Bart <laughs> screaming in the middle of the night. No, no um, he doesn't. And so Bart uh, tells his dream to Lisa during uh, recess. And Lisa says, yeah, Willie uh, got to me too. But he got me with the hedge clippers. Hey, Lisa got off lucky, man. She just, he, he just chopped off a couple pieces of... Uh, Pieces of her hair. You know, at first, at first glance, it was really weird. At first glance, when she shows her hand, I thought that her hand got chopped by the hedge clippers until they kind of back out and you see the cut, the pieces missing from her hair. Like that, that was kind of a weird shot to me because I always thought that, yeah, her hand got cut by the clippers, but no, it was, it was her hair. Um, and, uh, Lisa, uh, uh, Sherry and Terry also have rake marks in their clothes, so apparently Bart dreams in the same world as Sherry and Terry. <laughs> Maybe. Future wife. It's possible. Or Willie. Uh... Yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Ralph has a broken arm in the background. Ralph doesn't say anything. We don't know how well, Ralph got a broken arm. I mean, it's Ralph, so he <laughs> might have just stripped and broke his own arm. <laughs> yeah. It, Willie, Willie, Willie didn't want to interrupt Ralph's dreams. Ralph just broke his arm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Nelson got run over by the Willie's yeah. floor bumper. He's sparkling. Yeah, he's yeah. all shiny. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, so Skinner uh, approaches the ch- uh, kids. He's like, children, I couldn't help monitoring your conversation. There's no mystery about Willie. Why? He simply disappeared. Now let's have no more curiosity about this bizarre cover-up. <laughs> <laughs> you know yep. uh, going back to the yeah. beginning of the episode you know it's they they make references to nightmare on the Street by showing evidence of him before you know kind of thing you you can see little peaks of yeah. willie in the background and through the windows before they you know you see him later yeah Yo, yeah yeah no they i mean this is definitely one of the best you know, referenced, I mean, they've did a lot of, I mean, we're already on six. They've done a lot of great ones, but this one does a really great job with just the, the references to the mm. movie throughout. Yes. Um, and so, uh, Edna, you know, passes out the standardized, te- standardized tests for the class. And Kerbobble's like, remember class, the worse you do on the standardized tests, the more funding school gets. So don't knock yourselves out. You have three hours to Martin's like finished. You know- this is true. I, is. I used to be a public school teacher, you know, before I was in the okay. movie industry. And standardized testing, like, I don't know about in the states you guys live in, but here in Georgia, the no child left behind thing, you know. So with the standardized oh, testing, yeah. like, um, you have to always show improvement. Always, no matter what. So, like, if you yeah. have a school average score of, say, passing rate of 90%, which is crazy, you know what I'm saying? If the next year you drop down yeah. to 89%, you lose funding, you know what I'm saying? Like, like because oh. you're not performing, you know what I'm saying? So you always have to have to meet or exceed. Yeah. So these tests are not just like, oh, let's see where your child's at. This is like, okay, let's see how much money and funding we're going to get and how much attention we get to them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's why our school is so crappy. Well, no, that, I'm just that's another, that's another podcast. We were, we were, <laughs> yes, yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, so uh, Karabal's like, ugh, then put your head down on your desk and sit quietly. Uh, a duet of pleasures. <laughs> right. Oh, Lord. And this coming up, yep. th- this is a, I, and... a direct reference to part three. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Ex- yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that, like, they definitely pulled from a lot of different uh, things in this, uh, in this episode. And so Martin taking his nap, he's like, I'm the wondrous wizard of Latin. I'm the devilish, uh, Dick I'm a dervish. Oh, dervish. I'm a dervish of declension and a conjurer of conjugation <laughs> with a million hit points and maximum charisma. <laughs> now, now, Steve, do you know what that's referring to? No. The the last part, million million hit Dungeons points and, and dragons. charisma. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. You win the prize of me giving you a clap. That's all I can give you. But yeah, it's a dungeon, Dungeons and Dragons reference. Well, he's wearing the wizard's cap. And... Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I know about Dungeons and Dragons is uh, the time I spend watching Stranger Things. So... <laughs> Fortunately, never got into that. I mean, I was into Magic the Gathering as a kid, but not Dungeons and Dragons. That's f- okay. Yeah. And so uh, um, Willie shows up in Martin's dream and uh, kills him with a bear hug with his tongue, wraps, <laughs> wraps him up with it, and uh, Martin dies in real life. Because uh, when you in, die in your dreams, you die, you die in, in real, real life. life. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That was, and then uh, I like how Nelson does his ha-ha yep. <laughs> when he dies. <laughs> of course, God, Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, so that's why uh, no one. That's why no one came to your birthday party. Yes. <laughs> so then, like, so we see Martin like die in his chair, and he like falls to the ground, which is when Nelson does his ha ha. And so the next scene, we get Skinner in the room. They they have covered Martin's body and put him on, I guess, like a push cart. Not really a gurney, um, but they put him on like a push cart thing. Skinner looks at Martin's dead body. And he's like, he tells Lunch Lady Doris to wheel the body out quietly so the children don't see it. The problem with that statement is they already saw Martin's right, dead yeah. body. Because he yeah, died in yeah. front of them. <laughs> unless, unless Edna was really quick and ushered everybody away. But then they're all sitting there anyways. Like, yep. yeah. Wouldn't you just take him out of the room first? <laughs> well, it is Principal Skinner. He's a moron. Uh, so Skinner, but however, as Lunch Lady Doris wheels out Martin's body, Skinner's foot is on the sheet covering the body, and the sheet falls off, and the children see the body again, and they, that, they that, scream. That's an iconic it's a dead image, body, you know, uh, uh, of the of this season. Yep. Yes, it is. Oh yeah, yeah. that's great. I but the thing is, they've already seen the body, so like I don't know why they're petrified again. Um, I mean, I guess they got it's a triggered dead body. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, and then so lunch lady Doris wheels Martin's dead body out and into the kindergarten classroom. Skinner's How do you like, do kinder- that? <laughs> I I don't unless like the only thing I can think of is that. They have multiple rooms attached to one another, <laughs> but I, 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 I don't know. Or maybe she's just incompetent. Yeah. It's, it's really, yeah, it's really weird. And so, uh, Bart and Lisa, um, they, they rush home from school and they decide to talk to Marge and Homer. And Lisa's like, mom, dad, 
Martin died at school today. Marge, Marge's like, ooh, I don't see what that has to do with Groundskeeper <laughs> Willie. Bart's like, um, we didn't mention Groundskeeper Willie, Mom. Which which they didn't. And Marge is like, hmm, kids, it's time we told you the true story and put your fears to rest. It's a story of murder and revenge from beyond the grave. It all started on the 13th hour of the 13th day of the 13th month. By, by the way, this is probably my favorite scene oh, ever. Yes. Oh, I, use, I use the line Homer says when he looks at the calendar all the time oh, during God. winter here in Wisconsin. See, see, Nick, you guys don't get snow down there. You don't get that oh, last no, we, we, we do get snow, but not as much as that. But you know, when we, when, The problem is when we get yes. massive amounts of snow... Um, and remember this if you're ever driving here because people from out of state go, it's like, oh, you can drive in snow. All these people are idiots. No, because here the snow becomes <laughs> ice immediately because it melts a little bit yes. and then freezes over because oh. then everything is covered in ice. So people people are used to driving in yes. snow are like, I can fucking do this. And then they're in a ditch, you know, because it's, it, it's not snow, it's <laughs> ice. Yeah. So funny story for you, Nick. So, uh, so friends of mine, we went on a cruise uh, back in 2010, and uh, my friend's sister lives in Athens, Georgia. And 2010, they got a foot of snow. I don't know if you were living. Yeah, in I've always been time. here. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you remember that snowstorm you guys got. It was snow- 2010. Snow so about apocalypse years ago. happened, uh, and, it, and uh, that yeah, what happened there was it wasn't supposed to snow until later in the evening. But then, like a shitload of snow hit in the middle of the day, and then, and then you know the rain, and then everything froze over. So the entire highway mm-hmm. system, people had to get out of their cars because no one can move. And then the temperatures, the temperatures didn't rock, yeah. get above freezing for like three days. So people were just sleeping in gas stations and mm-hmm. you know churches and their cars, oh. and it, it, everyone, you couldn't use the interstate. You know, and it's a ma- ma- major freeway, seventy five, yeah. eighty five. It's north south, and like. You couldn't go through Atlanta because, like, there was hundreds of cars just abandoned on the highway because you couldn't move. Yeah, we uh, we we were fortunate enough that um, it happened two days before we left, and fortunately, the day we left from Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, we were able to drive through Georgia. But it was crazy because we stopped at my friend's sister's house, and there was still like six inches of snow on the ground. We're like, "Do we right. leave Wisconsin?" So, yes, Steve, Georgia gets snow. All right. The, the, uh, two years after that, we were we went to the University of Georgia where they were expecting, like, icy rain, and they had piles of salt on the university yep. getting ready for – so they get stupid smart <laughs> weather, Steve. All right. <laughs> um, and so now we get a flashback to the parents entering the school oh, wait, for wait, PTA you, you meeting. Forget, they're they're uh, meeting about incorrectly printed calendars. Like, you know, that makes – yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. 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 It is. Um, uh, well, yeah. That's what. Yeah. That's what she. That's what Marge says. We were there to discuss the misprinted calendars the school had purchased, and then Homer walks past a calendar reading "Smarch," and Homer shivering, "Ooh, lousy Smarch weather!" And then he sees a sign above the thermostat reading "Do not touch, comma Willie." However, Homer reads it, reads it as "Do not touch Willie." Good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's great. Oh, my favorite, my favorite meme right now. I saw one that had a reference to this, whereas do not touch Willie, but it was uh, Flanders' nice long dong, like out of, out of the, out of the shower. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do not uh, touch Willie. Yeah. Do not touch Willie. Good advice. But yeah, <laughs> I use, I use, I, I say lousy smarch weather all the time during winter. Yep. Because half the time it's awful. So, uh, so then we uh, see Kirk um, standing up to speak and he goes on about wanting to see lunch menus in advance because he doesn't like the idea of Millhouse having two spaghetti meals in one. We have to think about yeah. meal prep. Which. I, now, yeah. now, okay. So Nick, me and you both have kids. We obviously have our school lunch menus uh, for my, our kids. Do you ever, do you ever, ever see that? Do you ever like, ah, oh, crap. I was going to have like burritos tonight and they had tacos and Mexican <laughs> no, food um, at school well, today. Uh, we homeschool. So. <laughs> so he. Oh, do you? He, well, he, uh, so they have no chance for two spaghetti oh, no, meals in often. one day? <laughs> oh, okay. D- double leftover day. <laughs> uh, I mean, I do remember growing up, you know, elementary school um, through high school, I think. Maybe not high school. Steve, you might remember high school a little better than me for school lunches. But like, especially elementary school, like, yeah, at the beginning of each yep. month, they would give our parents or they give us to give our parents the meals for the month. Yep. And then we would, I would be like, oh, I don't want that. And then I would get yep. a bag lunch that day. Man. That's, that's in high school, it, so. we had like, you know, four different lunch lines. But I, w- I, I, I would eat a baked potato okay. every single day because no one was ever in that line. So you could walk into the lunchroom, get your lunch and sit down oh. and have more time instead of standing in line for 10, 15 minutes waiting to get your food. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, our, our high school, we had a line for, like, hot food, and then a line if you wanted, like, a salad or a wrap, and, like, my junior and senior year especially, I would always do the wrap line, because hardly ever anybody exactly. went through same, same reason for the potato. So, yeah, yep. so, and they, they were good wraps, so, you know. Um, so, we see uh, Willie in his uh, uh, furnace room. Furnace room. And, uh, oh, I skipped a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I skipped, I skipped way ahead. So we're going to backtrack a little bit. So Homer turns the thermostat all the way up, causing uh, a fire in the furnace to go out of control, causing Willie to catch fire. However, Willie is trapped in the boiler room because the parents didn't want to spend money on doorknob repairs. Love how they cut, uh, 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 Everybody uh, who wants to repair the doorknobs, nay. nay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then we cut back uh, to Skinner asking the parents about recharging the fire extinguishers. He's like, "I remind you, this is a, a free, free, <laughs> free service from the fire department." And the parents are like, "Nah, nay. we don't want that." <laughs> so then we cut back to Willie, who can't put himself out because there's nothing in his fire extinguisher. Yep. And then Willie, Willie is able to bust out of the boiler room and runs to the PTA meeting and he's, he interrupts and Skinner's like, Willie, please, Mr. Van Houten has the floor. And this is where Kirk is talking about wanting lunch menus in advance. Um, so Willie, you know, sits in a chair patiently, <laughs> patiently. burning alive <laughs> and he, he burns up and he's now just like a, a charred skeleton. And he tells the parents they will pay for not saving him with their children's blood. And Wiggum's like, well, how are you going to do that? With skeleton powers? <laughs> and Willie tells him he will get the children where they can't help them. In their dreams. So very Freddy Krueger-esque. And so yep. then Willie turns to Ash, 
But I love how he's able to clean himself up. Like he's able to magically like take the brush, brush himself into a dustpan, and pour himself into a bucket. Yep. Any he's form magical you... willy now. Yeah, well his Cause he's Freddy, he can take any form he wants. Exactly. Exactly. So now Marge has finished her story, and Lisa goes, Bert, don't you realize what this means? The next time we fall asleep, we could die. And uh, Grandpa's like, meh, welcome to my world. And he falls asleep <laughs> in the chair, which is true. He's old. He could die any time. Yep. Um, and so uh, we see Bart, Lisa, and Maggie sitting on the couch watching TV. Mm. Bart and Lisa have drunk many cups of coffee to try to stay awake. And uh, Lisa gives Maggie Buzz Cola to keep her awake. I mean, uh, okay. So, I mean, I don't think... God, I'm trying to remember if I ever had the, the, cause I, uh, when did I watch Nightmare on Elm Street first? Mm. I, God, I, I think it was around 12 or 13, I think I'm trying to okay. remember. Um, but, uh, I, I'm trying to think if I ever tried staying awake cause I was afraid to fall asleep. You know, like when you're a kid, you watch things, you're like, oh shit, I might die if I fall asleep. Freddy no, Cooper might get I, no. I'll, I don't think I, I've ever. I don't think I, I don't always think I've ever wanted to pretend to be Freddy. I I would pretend to be the monster. I'm not kidding. Man, right, <laughs> there you go. Quick there story. Like right, so, talking about pretending to be Freddy. Like I finally got a fake Freddy glove, and I you know was went nuts because it's like my favorite thing ever. So my one night, my my sister's two years younger than me, <clears throat> so I'm probably ten. So she's probably eight, and she had one of those beds that has drawers underneath it. You know, like you keep clothes in and shit. Okay. So one night I get my Freddy glove. Yep. I go into her room and this is, you know, two hours before she's getting ready for bed. I lift up the mattress. I get under the bed and I lay there and I wait and I wait. She comes in and plays and does all her <laughs> thing. Mom tells her good night. She goes in and then I wait more, wait for her to fall asleep. And when she fell asleep, I reached my hand up and held her down with the glove on and just held her down and held her down. Oh, and then she ran out of the room God. to go get my dad. And he came in and said, no, it's just a nightmare. It's just a nightmare. So he gets in the bed with her and lays down and puts her back to sleep. And she's all, so I wait again about 30 minutes after she falls asleep and put my arm up in there and, and held her down. And she <laughs> screams bloody murder. My dad comes in there and says, like, no, it's just a dream. You have to calm down. He says, look, I'll prove it to you. And he pulls up the mattress and sees me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> things, did not, things did not go yeah. well for Nick that night. You know, but my... But my no, now, no. Now, had, now, now had your sister or dad seen I'm, um, there? I'm sure my dad might have seen it peripherally, you know, because I, I was watching them all the time and he definitely saw images of it. No, my, my sister, no. My sister was, was afraid of her own shadow. Yeah, okay. You know, like... <laughs> When I, <laughs> yeah. I wonder why, Nick. I wonder why. <laughs> From that day on, she never went to sleep again. So she pulled a Bart, Lisa, Maggie, staying up all night. Oh, she would, she even up until then. She would like if she got super scared, she would go run in there and sleep with the, you know try to sleep in them in the bed with my parents. But uh, yeah, she she still talks about it to this day. How how I scared her. I did my mom too. My mom told me a story like, cause she said, listen, I don't like horror movies. Cause I went on a date to see Halloween at the drive-in and it really freaked me out and scared me. So one night she falls asleep on the couch, you know, in the living room watching TV. And I, I went and got my Michael Myers mask and just hovered over her and, 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 until like, right, like, you know, five inches from her face until she woke up. 
And I, my mom is not a very physical person, uh, and not, most definitely not a very athletic person. Sure. But she jumps to her feet in like less than a second, leaps over the coffee table from the couch, and just runs runs into her room. She, <laughs> she's running so fast that she doesn't quite make the turn to get into her room, and right runs into the door jam. And then, oh yeah, and then because I'm I'm trying to like take Ooh. off my mask and show at this point, but I I see her in enough time to bounce off the bounce out the door frame and turn around, and she just goes. Nicholas and like this starts coming after me. Yeah. <laughs> see, I think. See, I think our parents have the wrong, wrong, you know, idea of horror. I mean, I'm sure they watch it now, but back then, like all our, like our parents, a lot of the parents I've ever talked to, like older generation, you know, thought Exorcist oh, was no, like man. the scariest movie in the oh, world. Yeah. And I'm like, when I watched it for the first time, I'm like, I don't get what everyone's... Yes, it's a horror movie. It's got a lot of horror aspects. Yeah, I can see how it can be scary, but it definitely well, is not like the scariest horror he, movie Here's what I time. think that is. And this is a thing... Uh, I've had several discussions on the Exorcist matter about this very thing. And here, here's what I've come to sure. relate to that. When the mass audience, you know, like uh, especially at that time, you know, not having cable television and all that, where it got this stigma, mm-hmm. you know, religion plays a big part of that. And so, like, when most people in America being religious, the whole God thing was another thing that freaked them out, you know, about about it. Not, it's not a monster, it's the devil. It's the, it's the monster that their parents mm-hmm. and everybody else tried to scare them with their whole life. It's not like, oh, this... You know, so I think that's oh, one sure. thing why masses, not necessarily horror movie fans, but the masses... We'll, we'll say The Exorcist, especially, you know, born pre-1990, you know, they, they would say because of the religious aspect of it, not because of the demon, not because of the monster, because they're afraid of going to hell or, you know, afraid, you know, you know, but that's just my opinion because yeah. why that one gets yeah. looped into it more than others. Yep. All right. So Lisa says it's no use staying awake and Bart says, well, I'm going to fall asleep and confront Willie for one final battle in my dreams. And Bart tells Lisa to stay awake and wake me up if things go wrong. And Lisa's like, okay. Um, okay is the idea. As long as Bart isn't gr- uh, grouchy. Grouch. You know, when, when, you know, if you wake someone up and you get grouchy, yeah. I yeah. do. But, and Bart's like, I can't make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can make a promise they won't be grouchy right. when they're woken up. You know, and, uh, I I do relate to this not in the not in the I'm gonna get killed in my dream sort of thing, but I always was at like sleepovers when I was a kid. Like, hey, if I fall asleep, make sure I wake up so I don't miss what's mm. going on. And yeah. yeah, I no one ever woke me up. Like, I'd fall asleep at like uh, sleepovers yeah. or all night al- or something. Not, I've always been an yeah. insomniac that, my whole life. Like, even when I was like, I'm, I can't uh, even to this day working this the hours that I do, I cannot fall asleep before midnight or one o'clock, no matter what you know. I just, I just, I've always yeah. been a night owl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't do, I can't do all nighters anymore. I used to. But do you guys remember the beginning of yeah. Nightmare on Street Three when she's like putting raw coffee into a Diet Coke and chugging the the Diet Coke coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's yeah. Hell no. That, yeah. No, that's... that's gross. That's gross. Coffee is gross. Yeah, I could drink coffee as long as it has some sugar in it. I like a little <laughs> bit of a little bit of sweetness. Um, but yeah, Bart falls asleep, and Willie is a tractor and tries to run over Bart. No, yeah. I, I mean, 
I think my my favorite Freddy, obviously, I think it's the accordion oh, arms, yeah. the big giant like uh, oh, yeah. accordion arms. That's probably one of my favorites. Mine's the, um, if Freddy yeah. turned into a tractor, I think that the, could the TV. Freak out. You know, welcome to prime time, bitch. That's my favorite Freddy Freddy form. <laughs> he, he t- didn't he turn? He turned yeah. into like was it a motorcycle in in the the Dream Child or a, a bus or something? He he does turn. Uh, yeah. It, oh yeah. Well, no. In the wasn't it the second one that he was a bus? No, he's at the beginning the of the bus. second one. Uh, yeah. I, oh, I think he's he on turns the bus. into a motorcycle in the Dream Child, or maybe West Craven. No, it has to be the Dream Child or West Craven's New Nightmare. No, it's the Dream Child. Dream Child. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's too many. Too long too ago. Many. Yeah. Um, and then Bart notices a sandbox, and he's like, "Okay, he's Bart. Bart's smart in his dreams." I don't know if I have much, this uh, much you know, awareness in any uh, of my Bart's dreams. Bart's like this a lot, though. I don't. I don't think Bart is smart. I think Bart is crafty. You know, like a like a like a grifter. He, yes. he's, he's he clever. figures his way out of things, but he he's not smart enough not to get in that position to have to figure it out in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. And uh, so, as he notices the sandbox, he uh, covers it in grass clippings and water to make quicksand. And then uh, Bart tells Willie that he missed a spot, and uh, Willie responds to Bart, "When I'm done with you, they'll have to comp- ha- have to do a compost mortem." <laughs> <Goddamn it. laughs> uh, God, I love it. Um, and uh, Bart is able to actually trick Willie and drive through the wet sand. And uh, as he getting gets uh, stuck. Willie sinks and turns into different things, uh, elephant, tank, a rocket, uh, which he actually tries to right. blast off yeah. out of, and yes. finally into a, finally into a human form. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like his lines, like, ooh, sinky sand. You know, <laughs> I, I, I think this is a reference to, a, it's not a horror movie, but it seems to be like a reference to Terminator 2. Yeah. Because it, it, yes. it probably came yes. out right before yes, this, this, uh, this episode. Yeah. I believe it is a uh, reference to Terminator 2. And uh, Bart thinks that Willie's gone, so he goes back to his normal dream of him and Krusty winning the Super Bowl. Uh, sure. <laughs> and, and as uh, Krusty tells Bart the play that he wants to run, Willie comes up through the quicksand as a bagpipe oh. spider, which, God I know, really, I know. <laughs> we get that. We get yeah, maybe sometime in the winter of 2025, oh. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, God. I don't think they. I don't think. I don't think Funko has canceled their previous Treehouse of Horror Pops. I think they're just what, delayed. You can you can quote unquote pre-order it, but it says November twenty twenty four. You know, like it's ridiculous. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God willing, this comes out because okay, yeah. look, they announced. I think it was like six of them, and yeah. yes, they are all great. But this is like yeah. the creme de la creme what, what, of that Yeah, and uh, not to oh, mention absolutely. like outside of the Simpsons, like we don't have a pop like that, you know, like a spider, you know, like that. There's very few pops that have that type of body yeah. type, you know. Yeah. You know, like this mold is fantastic. Yeah, Get on it, Funko, if anybody <laughs> listens to our podcast from Funko. <laughs> well, I think Sean Neal listens, po- listens to our podcast and he works for Funko. So. Okay. At least someone someone does can do their due diligence. Yeah. Um, and uh, I do yells, like so, yeah. I do like when Willie comes out as the bagpipe spider. Krusty tells Bart to keep yeah, him out of. Yeah. What do you say? He says, yeah. "Don't dream about me, kid." Yeah. 
(laughs) And Bart yells for help. And Lisa comes in to tell Bart to wake up. And Bart says, if Lisa is there, you must have fallen asleep too. She's like, I'm not asleep. I'm just resting my... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> that's great because, you know, people use that kind of line all the time. I didn't fall asleep. I was just trusting my eyes. Yep. And as Willie slowly kills Bart and Lisa, they say goodbye to each other. And uh, Bart's like, goodbye, Lise. I hope you get reincarnated as someone who can stay awake for 15 <laughs> minutes. That's a great comeback. <laughs> that's great. Because I don't. Well, Lisa is. I don't think she's technically Buddhist no, yet. No, she's not. No, like she that, that's Lisa the vegetarian is when she becomes so. a Buddhist, I believe. Well, no, I well, think she, no, she just becomes a vegetarian. Well, I no, because think. Paul McCartney, like the, 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 that's oh, when yeah. she learns about, first uh, learns about Buddhism. I think you know, like yeah, yeah. It's when she first learns about it, but I don't think she's Buddhist yet. God, I think that happens in like season eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll keep we'll put a pin in that and we'll come back to it. Yes. All right. And uh, Maggie comes in and sticks her pacifier into the bagpipe hole, causing Willie to blow up, sending the Simpsons back to their couch to wake up. That was great. So, I love that sequence. Maggie's saving the day again. She's always saving the day. She's like never in a lot of scenes, but whenever right. she is, and a very she's rare instance where she interacts with Willie. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just, I don't think she interacts. I mean, okay, so Mr. Burns. Yeah. Um, I think she interacts with oh, yeah, Bo on yeah, an occasion yeah. or two. You know, yeah. Yeah, not too many other Springfieldians, I think, interact with Ma- Maggie. No. Uh, so Lisa thanks Maggie for saving them, and she twirls her pacifier before putting it back in her mouth. So, like, you know, a gun and then the mouth is her mm. holster. Yep. And the kids walk outside, and Lisa thinks uh, Willie is still out there somewhere in some other form waiting to kill them. (laughs) And uh, the bus pulls up to the house, and Willie gets up trying to scare the kids. Like, "Ah, uh, uh," and he, like, sits there and tries to come up with, like, scary noises. Right. Yes. And uh, and then... uh, (laughs) Uh, the the bus drives away and Willie starts chasing after him because he left his gun on the bus. <laughs> so he's just going to shoot the kids? Uh, apparently. And Willie tells tells the kids to wait at the house and goes after the bus, uh, but loses the shoe and continues to chase the bus right. with just one shoe Definitely. on. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like that scene is a reference oh, it's, to something, it's, but I can't It's 100% a reference to the end of the first nightmare on the m street you know where the the bus pulls up but yep. it, it it could oh, also be okay. another reference to terminator 2 when his you know part of his claw falls off of him when he's attached attached to the bus okay you know mm, i don't know okay yeah maybe right. yeah yeah so that's a nightmare oh, on one little quick case. trivia note you know in the actual movies yeah uh, i could be remembering this wrong but i'm pretty sure like the exterior of the house on Nightmare on M Street, you know, the, the, where she's at the door and waving bye to her in, in the driveway. I'm pretty sure. The, I'm pretty sure the interior yeah. of that house was used on Halloween. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. that's. Possible. I might have to go back and look at that. I uh, well, it's funny how much sets get reused in a lot yeah. of. Oh yeah, absolutely. well because things. in this case, you know, one so, when you're work, filming in an area, especially out there, you know, in that area. Um, 
location managers on films have like a, a catalog of houses they're used to that the homeowners are know the deal and will work with them. And so if they can go somewhere they went before, they will often do that. So once you, location managers get this house in their head, like they know to show it to the show because they, hey, here's a house, you know, because it's easy to work out a deal with them. So that's why you see the house is used repeatedly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we should we should we should have had you on last episode when we talked about radioactive <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the final installment of Treehouse of Horror number six, Homer Cubed. Now which this is, this this episode I oh, absolutely this. love. This uh, has got to be one of my. Okay, we'll wait till the end. Yeah. So this epi- this uh, little mini episode is a parody of the Twilight. Twilight Zone episode Little Girl mm. Lost. I've only, I think I've only ever watched one Twilight Zone episode. It definitely oh, was man. not this one. Um, you missed it. So this, <laughs> yeah, I should. I, I love Serling science fiction stuff. Like I love Black Mirror because it is very Twilight Zone esque. So I should really go but back you know, and watch like, Twilight Zone. You also have to take it with context or Rod Serling uh, in Twilight Zone because not only is it masterful filmmaking and great stories but at the time he was making them that this content came out you're saying groundbreaking is not even putting it close i mean there were radio shows and this and that but but not only the Mm sci-fi elements and a couple times the horror elements but you know he was taking on social issues and racial issues and you know sexism like from the get-go you know i mean he he always did things underneath his way he controlled it you know because he believed in the art and he wanted things done right and that's why you know, those shows like still run true today, and the, especially with the messages, like some of them mm-hmm. just got to the bone of the matter and right to the humanity of the matter. Whereas shows now, it's they, they kind of do it, but they wrap it up in one little point, like a flash in a pan kind of thing. And with a lot of flash leading up to it with him, like you got to see the more of the struggle and got into it. And like Twilight Zone, man, you I can't suggest you got to watch Twilight Zone, man. Like every one of them at least once. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I t- well, I mean, I should have watched this one in particular just because yeah. I know I know during uh, a couple of the past uh, Treehouse of Horrors that had Twilight Zones, we watched the the one that referenced it yes. um, just so we could have context okay. for this particular episode. But I think the, the last one they did for Treehouse of Horror that was Twilight Zone inspired or parodied was the one where Bart could like basically yeah. think people yeah. into different things. It was either that or the the terror on 30 uh terror on uh t- oh terror at seven and a half feet. They've done the a couple. They also bus. did the uh, finally enough time, uh, you know, that the the, 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 the librarian with the cracked glasses. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah. I think future oh, yeah, parodied yeah. that one as well. Yeah. Um so this episode starts uh out with Homer running around the house <laughs> as Marge and Marge is telling him that Patty and Selma will be over any minute. And so Homer, you know, he's looking for a hiding spot and he tries the closet, uh, the front hall closet, but Bart and Lisa are already there. And, Ho- <laughs> uh, and so uh, he's like, uh, Lisa's like, sorry, dad, this is our spot. Homer's like, oh yeah, well, it's my house. So it's my spot. Bart's like, nah, because we called it. Did not. <laughs> well, we're calling it now. You are? Afraid so. Oh, they got me with their legal mumbo jumbo. <laughs> well, you know, I love it because it's like, you know, it's like calling shotgun in a car or like, 
a, you know, a certain seat on a bus when you're kids. And yep. That that's that's kid legal mumbo jumbo. Yep. So Homer uh, looks for a hiding spot and he runs into the TV room or den or whatever you want to call it. And he lifts up the rug because he's going to hide under there. But apparently the cat and dog are already hiding underneath and they like hiss at him and, gr- yep. and the dog growls. But like, I get it's a it's a treehouse of horror episode. But how is the rug laying perfectly flat <laughs> if there's animals underneath? <laughs> what is that? Uh, well, that is a reference. A... I think that's what I mean, Hanna Barbera, isn't it? Oh, every cartoon, you know. You know, th- th- that's something the Simpsons yeah, do all yeah. the time, though. They they'll they'll phase in and out it of is. cartoon reality, you know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and so uh, Homer sees the bookshelf. And he's like, I've never looked behind this, what you call it, case. <laughs> a book case? Yep. Uh, and so uh, Homer tries to lean on the wall uh, behind the bookcase, but his arm goes through it. And he's like, that's weird. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. <laughs> uh, God, it's not. Uh, what's the one episode uh, of oh, the bus that could slow down? It's like that movie where, where the bus, where if it went under a certain speed, I think it was called The Bus That Couldn't, couldn't slow, slow Down. down. <laughs> yeah, Homer doesn't know his TV shows and movie titles very well. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Oh, that's a great line. That's what that made me think of. Um, so Sal- Selma and Patty arrive mm-hmm. and they want to hang their coats in the closet because, you know, it's raining outside and, you know, they want to hang up their coats. And Selma catches Bart and Lisa hiding in the closet. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Bart, Bart and Lisa now have to leave the closet to join their aunts. And Selma's like, have we got a family activity for you? Patty's like, a pillowcase full of seashells from our trip to Sulphur Bay. <laughs> Selma's like, you're going to help us clean and organize them. Patty's like, and pray out all the dead hermit crabs. Get a screwdriver. <laughs> oh, God, I would not. Oh, sounds like a terrible time. Um, and so... Homer sees Selma and Patty walk into the, the living room and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take my chances with the mystery. mystery wall. <laughs> and you so guys, Hol- you guys ever wanted to leave, a, leave your house that badly because someone that was coming over, you didn't want to hang out with. Yes. Mm, not necessarily that, that you would risk a mystery wall. <laughs> my ex one time, I remember we got into a really bad fight. Now I, didn't know where to go, and I didn't want to have to waste time and just drive around aimlessly. So I just yelled a bunch of stuff and slammed the door and went into our guest room and laid on the side of the bed uh, on the floor <laughs> hiding and just being completely quiet just so she would think I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess there are certain times when uh, we are visiting our, well, when Steve and I are visiting our mom, I would like to find the mystery wall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I love my mother. But yeah. uh, she can be a bit much. Um, so the mystery wall would be great. Um, and so Homer enters the other dimension and he turns into like a 3D 3D guy. And like he, right. his animation turns 3D. There we go. Words. They're hard. And Homer's brain goes, oh, glory of glories. Oh, heavenly testament to the eternal majesty of God's creation. And Homer yells out, holy macaroni. <laughs> which, which I believe... Uh. Kind of, there is a, there's like, somebody put a sample together of like Simpsons stuff 
And they use this line, and it's fantastic. Because <laughs> it's like macaroni. Yeah, it's great. I love it. And so uh, the rest of the family are cleaning up the shells that Patty and Selma. Now uh, I want I want to say one one quick okay. thing here. So sure. Homer shouts, "Holy macaroni!" The family obviously can hear him in that dimension. They didn't hear that. <laughs> I maybe nobody was paying attention. <laughs> I mean, it seems pretty. Uh, uh, or maybe, loud. or maybe they heard it and thought like right. Homer was in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, maybe. All right. <laughs> and he just took a big. He was, shit. I like how you went to the bathroom. Huh? Like he I mean, took a giant shit or something yeah. in the toilet. Oh. Homer does make a lot. Homer does use I'm a lot of there. exclamations all the time. Yeah, so maybe they're just used to him. You know, expounding <laughs> upon things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So we see the rest of the family cleaning up the shells, and Patty sucks out uh, a dead hermit crab. That's that's gross. You need to suck them out. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> and so uh, Homer yells out to see if anyone can hear him. And Marge is like, Homer, where are you? Homer is like, uh, I'm somewhere, somewhere where, where I, don't I don't know where, where I am. am. Yep. God, I use that a lot. <laughs> I think just... I've used that. I think I've used that. Uh, just uh. because... That's great. And then Marge says, do you see towels? If you see <laughs> towels, you're probably in the linen closet again. And Homer, <laughs> just a second, pauses. No, it's a place I've never been before. And Selma goes, ah, the shower. I got to say, that is a great burn by Selma. That is fantastic. Oh, that's great. Uh, oh, my God. And so uh, Homer tells Marge he thinks he's trapped. And Marge is like, well, let's call Ned because Ned has a ladder. Where do you think you're taking this ladder to? The at- Like, if you're going to the attic, we know their attic has a ladder attached. Yep. Like, and so uh, we cut back to Homer in the third dimension. And Homer notices his stomach sticks way out in front, but his huh. butt has become flat. <laughs> oh, I'm a- oh, my God, my stomach is so round. Uh, not my butt but i like how he lifts up his shirt and taps his stomach and it's jiggling Jiggling. yeah it's the jiggle test at the time this animation had to be crazy expensive no yeah yeah oh Oh, yeah i bet um and so uh we cut to ned who is on the ladder looking at the ceiling and he goes (laughs) as the tree said to the lumberjack i'm stumped you know, you guys, in the future, when you do these uh, Treehouse of episodes, you should have a pun counter. See, see which... Uh, see, I know, right? See how many, which episode idea. has the most puns. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, we'll start doing that pun counter at the end of the... That'll be yeah. one of our end of the episode segments. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Selma says, it seems like Homer has disappeared into fat air. Nice. <laughs> Uh, oh. So Homer ro- walks around the new dimension, um, yeah, checking it all out, and uh, he looks into a reflecting pool and sees, you know, golden fish swimming around. And we get another. <laughs> mm. This is, I think, I think probably one of the only episodes we get two mms in, and Possibly. we get and we get mm, unprocessed fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I technically right. Is yeah. Right I guess he's process. right. Yeah. yeah. And then horse like, man, this place be, this place must be expensive. <laughs> I'm wasting a fortune just standing there. 
this has to be a reference to how expensive the episode was to oh, actually. Oh yeah, I mean, because at that at that time, that, that the computers to do that would take forever to render it, and, and just the amount. It, uh, I mean, yep. The only I'm trying to think of a movie that would even Lawnmower Man, Lawnmower Man, Toy oh, Story. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Lawnmower like Man was would be the one. very beginning of that technology. I was talking about animation. Well, this. This episode, I believe, came out the year after Toy Man, Story. Yeah. Oh, so okay. so the technology for this episode existed, but yes, it that's why it's just one character expensive. in a black background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and a lot of three dimensional objects you see floating around in your windows. Right, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, save, <laughs> save screen. <laughs> uh, and then he just continues to stand there. And then a cone, you see a cone bouncing around in the background. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it comes back around and uh, gets Homer in the butt. And he throws the cone and uh, the pointy side lands down, causing the dimension to start collapsing. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Like a black hole? Like a black hole. Yeah. And uh, so then we see Reverend Lovejoy back at the Simpson house asking Homer if he sees a light, <laughs> which Homer replies, yes. Then walk into the light, my son. <laughs> and he gets electrocuted. <laughs> Somehow yeah. he walked into the light socket. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so I like how Hibbert asked Homer to describe where <laughs> he is. He's like, uh, it's like, uh, did anyone see that movie Tron? <laughs> no, 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 no. And Wickham's like, yes. Uh, I mean, no. So he, so the people who said no are Hibbert, Lisa, Wiggum, Marge, Bart, Patty, Wiggum again, Flanders, Selma, Professor Frank, Rumblin Lovejoy, and then Wiggum for a third time answers. No, but he answers incorrectly, and then he yeah. corrects himself. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Have you guys seen, oh, have yeah, you guys seen yeah. the movie Tron? Uh, yes, I, I actually haven't. <laughs> How have you not seen Tron? I, I really should watch yeah. it because it's Jeff Bridges. It's one oh of the first God. movies. One, one of the first the movies I remember seeing in the theater. You know, Tron and E.T. You know, it's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's on Disney. Is it? Okay. So I know Tron New Legacy is on Disney Plus. I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a huge Tron fan. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the Tron yeah, cycle coaster at Disney World. But, you know, other than. Oh, you should look Ooh. it up. If you haven't seen it, it's like you get to sit on one of the little motorbikes, like a roller coaster. It's a, a a rail ride roller coaster, so it's real smooth. I mean, it's not open yet, but it's they have a version open Ooh. in Tokyo Disney already that they 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 mimicked, you know, oh, okay. it. But it, it looks like it's going to be awesome. Uh, definitely going to have, and that's Orlando. No, no, and, just uh, Orlando. Yeah. Or is it just it's, Orlando? It, it's right next, right next just to Space Orlando. Mountain. Okay. okay. That's a right, good that yeah. that's a good place to put it. Yep. <laughs> um, and so uh, Frank is uh, Frank draws on the wall where Homer, you know, has walked through. So they've obviously moved the bookcase aside and diagrammed on the wall where uh, Homer walked through. And Frank is and Lisa's like, "Well, where's my dad?" And and Frank's like, "Well, it should be obvious to even the most dim-witted individual." holds an advanced degree in the hyperbolic topology that Homer Simpson has stumbled into the third right, dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was doing the Frank thing that you can't see because this is a podcast and not a video. Yes. Um, 
<laughs> That's great. He holds up his hands and uh, does the whole third dimension thing. Um, and uh, Homer asks if, if uh, Frank is helping him or just going on and on. And Man, well, that, that moment when he draws the box well, and well, everybody's just looking when he, when he connects the lines yes. and everybody goes, <gasps> you know, like there's like shocked when he, he makes a cue. Yeah. So, Steve, before you go on, so Frank, because the book actually flipped the two quotes where Wiggum shoots and then oh, he draws yeah. on the blackboard, it's it's flipped. So, um, so yeah, Frank draws on a square chalkboard. Yep, and he's like, here's an ordinary square. When he's like, whoa, 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 slow down, egghead. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggum can't get the square, huh? Yeah. And Frank's like, uh, but suppose we extend the square beyond the two dimensions of our universe along the hypothetical Z axis there. And everyone gasps at the cube Frank has drawn. He's like, uh, the, the, uh, this forms a third dimensional, uh, uh, three dimensional object known as a cube or a fin- Frankahedron <laughs> in honor of its discoverer. <laughs> this is a little Jerry Lee Lewis thing. So, uh, you know, Homer asks Frank if he's helping him or just going on <laughs> and on. And, uh, Frank gets back to the task at hand. Um, and Wiggum tells Frank to move aside and they need to take action. And Wiggum, uh, Shoots his gun at the wall, causing the bullets to go into the third dimension. And he's like, take that, you lousy dimension. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And uh, we see the bullets flying around Homer, which is also, you see the bullets kind of flying into the third dimension at Homer. And then you see him kind of start spinning around, getting pulled into the uh, black hole that's uh, Homer created. Um and Homer says that there's so much that he doesn't know about astrophysics, and he wishes he re- read that book by that wheelchair guy. <laughs> Stephen Hawking, which, yes. by the way, is, I think, if I read it correctly somewhere, is one of their most common guests. Oh, really? Before he passed away. Oh, but yes, the the reference to the, that wheelchair guy alludes to Stephen Hawking and the wheelchair-bound bo- scientist and the author of Brief History of Time. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I like how Homer almost gets sucked into the hole, like his head, you see his head like stretch down into the hole and he pulls himself back and runs away as the hole gets bigger. And, uh, we see grandpa coming in wearing an old fashioned deep sea diving suit. <laughs> and grandpa's like, I'll save Homer. All I need is four stout men to work the bellows. Freak's like, no pops, it's too risky. For all we know, there could be cubes in there the size of gorillas. <laughs> yes, I've I've only been to the third right. dimension once. There are cube-sized gorillas. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and Homer screams for help. And he says, "I don't have much time." And Bart says, "Screw it!" And he ties a rope around himself. And he says, "I'm going in." And Bart runs into the third dimension. And uh, Homer freaks out about getting sucked into a black hole and not knowing where he's going to come out. I, that's a fair point. Yep. I mean, he could die. He could. We we have no idea what black holes do. Nope. But they keep yeah. sending things into them. I mean, they got to come out somewhere, right? <laughs> yeah, you would think. <laughs> I I would laugh if like. 50 years into the future, all of a sudden we all get like hit in the head by stupid garbage that people threw into the black hole. 
Like, (laughs) (laughs) um, and, uh, Bart says, uh, that he'll save Homer and climbs onto a street pole. You know, I think it was that XYZ street pole that Homer saw earlier in the episode. Yep. And Bart Bart says, I can't get any closer and just tells Homer to jump. I mean, it's like a hundred yards across this hole. Of course, Bart can't get any closer. And Homer's like, piece of cake. And he jumps in and falls down the hole. I feel like he should have learned his lesson about not being able to jump the Springfield Gorge. No, like, no. Like, it's a pretty I big think lesson if anything we've learn. learned as an audience um, over the years, that Homer learns nothing, ever. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, so the dimension uh, collapses, and Bart's pulled back out through the hole, and Marge asks what happens, and Bart's like, well, we hit a little snag when the universe sort of collapsed on itself. But Dad seemed optimistically cautious. Seem cautiously optimistic. Oh, yeah, Jesus, con- are you are you <laughs> dyslexic? A little bit tonight. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, Dad seemed cautiously optimistic. Wasn't he shouting like crap, crap, yes. crap, 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 crap? Yeah, and is his face kind of like his uh, whole body like separates? Yep. As it uh, that's what, that's what happens. Your matter of your body separates and then re-solidifies on the other other side. Oh, is that how black hole works? And again, animation-wise, oh. this little segment right here is crazy. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Marge is concerned about Homer, and Lovejoy tells her he's probably gone <laughs> yeah. to a better place. Probably. Well, then, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Homer falls into a dumpster in the real world. I don't know if he's gone to a better place. No, it's Studio no, it's City. Like Jersey. It, it's it. <laughs> It's Studio City. Yeah, Studio I guarantee City? it's not a better place. Yeah. 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 And Homer starts walking around his new reality. And, you know, people stop to stare at him because obviously they've never yeah. seen a three dimensional animation. This is the first time before. you've ever seen live action and footage on The Simpsons. This, seg- this segment right here. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. No, oh, no, no. The they've done it a couple of times, point. especially in the intros. They've worked some of it in there. But but they they oh, they've done right. little elements uh, in, in there where they cut to the TV in real world or they run through like Regis and Kathy Lee you know they yeah and, oh right, right 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 yeah that was they, another they've done a couple one, little yeah. things so they've incorporated yeah. live footage but this is the first one ever yeah mm-hmm. yep yeah and so Homer finds a store that he likes and the erotic cake shop do you know what shop. that store is. <laughs> Ooh, which com- it comes back later. <laughs> in the, yeah, in the, yep. in the they open that, that okay. erotic yeah. cake bakery. You know, like yeah. Yep. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so, the credits roll. I, I want to talk about this right episode. here, real quick, because you know, like, uh, in order to sure. do that shot right there, it seems so simple. It's just Homer walking for two seconds. Man, you have to sh- shut down the city street. You have to move in an entire crew, which is like, you know, several trucks. In this case, they, they used a, a techno crane or, you know, a swing arm crane because as he's coming up. So they had to, the, they had to, you know, yep. impede traffic to get, have the crane there for that shot. All for this one little sack. I mean, this had to be crazy money to do, to get this one little shot, hire oh. all the extras, <laughs> the background, like, just like you would a normal show. It's crazy that they, nope. but I, I, I didn't remember the crane shot until I watched it. You know, th- this past Halloween, when when it rises up and turns around, like you know, that's not cheap. 
that's not cheap, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't imagine it is. But I mean, The Simpsons by oh, yeah, this no, point yeah. R- in season Martin, seven, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like they had the money no, to yeah. pretty much Rupert Murdoch do like we whatever they. This wanted. is kind of a sad thing too because you know Fox would not be Fox without The Simpsons, and we might not even we we, we might not yep, have correct. Fox News yeah. right now had you know. <laughs> The, the Simpsons not done so well, but you know, <laughs> like, they, it, Simpsons. Rip, rip, they always yeah. have been like, like I was saying earlier, this real hands off because the Simpsons is their cash cow, so they just like it, let them do whatever they yeah. do. Yep. All right, guys. So that was Trios of Horror number six. So as we as we do every uh, episode, typically we give our episodes a rating, but we we don't do that for Trios of Horror. Trios of Horror, we actually just say what our favorite of the three is and the reason why, because it seems a little bit easier. So Nick, as our guest, we'll let you go first. What of the, the three, nightmare what on Evergreen Terrace. Yeah. Yeah. With, I mean, no question all right. in this, in this, in, in these right here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because again, I, all the references to my childhood, yeah, gotta... it's Freddie. It's in some, so if you go back to wherever <laughs> I was then 10, 12 years old, like, Freddy on the Simpsons, you know, like, come on, you know, you can't, you, you can't get better than that. Yep. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta agree with Nick, Nightmare on Evergreen Terrace. It's, I mean, the other two are also really, really good, but I mean, lousy smirch weather. It's <laughs> one of my favorite lines to use. And obviously, you know, the, all the, like the Nightmare on Elm Street references and it's, it's, it's just a really well done episode. And yeah, that's also my favorite. I mean, I, as much as I love Nightmare on Elm Street, Homer Cubed is my favorite of the three. I love it's it's just a short, simple. What are you talking? No, what are you talking? It's one of the most complicated episode. episodes uh, uh, to, to, today. It's not simple. <laughs> it's it's so I think, short. Yeah, about the story. The, the story, story is simple. simple. Yes. <laughs> like I I just love Homer. In the, I don't know what it is, but every time I because I taped this episode back when I was a kid on a V like I have a lot of Simpsons episodes just on my VHS tapes, just piles of Simpsons VHS tapes. (laughs) And this one, whenever I just want to watch something and it turns out to be Treehouse of horror, I always fast forward to this one. This just, I, I don't know what it is about 3d Homer and him just walking around in this world, not knowing (laughs) what the fuck is going on. And the cone hitting him in the ass is just the best. Like, ow. And if then I, he throws it in, co- you know, if I remember right, that, that code says like Frank rules or something in like, a, what is it? AC three, whatever code. Like, yeah, I don't think it's on the cone. I think it's in the background. Yeah. It's floating yeah. in the background. Yeah. there. Well, there's a, there's a, I know what Nick is talking about. There's a, I think it's an equation that floats in the background that says Frank rules. I don't think it's on the cone. Yeah. But it is in there. It's floating around the background in the 3d dimension world. But yeah, everything about Homer Cubed, it it's absolutely amazing. I absolutely love it. Um but yeah, the holy macaroni line. That that thing's just just fantastic. <laughs> holy macaroni. All right, guys. Well, this is this has been a been a trip. It's been fun. So, uh Do you want to ask the other question? Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Sorry, What's I up? forgot. We got one more question. So, okay. So as Funko collectors, I always like thinking of what what can Funko do next? What what in the in this earth helps helps make everything go round? Um, we asked Chris and Heather during Trios of Horror number five of that Trios of Horror five what Funko pops 
would we like to see come out of that episode? Now, I know we all know that that the Willie Spider's coming, and we could say that's the one we hoped would come out, but since we already know it, maybe we'll think of something else. But of all three of the episodes, what of what Funko Pop would you like to see, whether it's just a pop in general, maybe I, a I, moment, I, I, something like that? I got it. Which one it's would a four you pack. like to see? Th- them hanging. Okay. At, at the beginning of the episode, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Man. Five, five yeah. pack? No, That's it would be four pack. If, if I had to think. Yeah. Well, no, five, five pack. pack. Yeah, yeah. Maggie. You got that, <laughs> Yeah. I, I actually got it. Uh, headless horse. Oh, that's a good one. Rusty. Yeah. Ooh. From the opening sequence. That'd be kind where of he's cool. Like, where, like, he's yeah, the headless horseman, one. but he's holding his head. That's a good. I still, I still, th- I'm going to go back to my Homer cube. I think we should get a Homer standing there with a cone <laughs> sticking in his ass. <laughs> uh, okay, that's fair. I think, I think I'd absolutely <laughs> love that one. It's kind of so, like so the, on that note. The how do you think couch? they would differentiate, <laughs> make the pop different from their normal Simpsons pop? Since he's a different style animation, it would be a different style pop. Oh, I th- maybe make him glow in the dark. No, I think, I think. I think that animation style. So if you look at, where's a Homer? Where do I got a Homer? God, he's all the way down there. I don't want to reach for him. Okay, I got, <laughs> I got Moo Moo Homer here. So like, if you look at Moo Moo Homer, like, I think his yellow in the other world is a little bit off in the three dimensional world. I don't think it's this sharp of a yellow. So I yeah. think doing doing something where it's more color, like the the way the color is designed in the three D dimension. Honestly, I think that would work. I... What I would say for that is take the original Homer mold and do it that way. Because I have the original Homer uh, Simpsons pop. And it's on. It's funny enough, it's on a list. I, I read this list like five, six years ago where they named, like, it was a list of like the ugliest pops that have ever been made. And the Homer yeah, Simpsons pop. The, the first is on Simpsons that list. pops weren't great. Now, yeah. it's not a good looking pop. Yeah. But I think you take the original right, mold right, right. and, and just add a cone to his ass. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they all definitely right. grew into the, you know all of Funko slightly changed over the years, but the first Simpsons releases were not right. You know, yeah. No, they were. Yeah, they, met, they messed up the eyes. Crusty, yeah. Crusty is okay. Yeah, I have because yeah, I have Homer and Crusty, and Homer is definitely not great looking. Crusty is okay. Yeah, Crusty's not bad. They've done Krusty better though now, but yes. yeah, Krusty Vampire back then Krusty. was not. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's finish it off um, where you guys can find us. Um, so Nick, I'll let you go. Actually, I'll let you go first. Um, I don't know if you have an Instagram that uh, you have um, that people can follow on or maybe a, maybe a website well, of you, your work or you want to plug well, anything. You know, go for check it. Check out Creep Show season one through three. If you want to see my work, I even act in a uh, episode. Um, you know, we have a Instagram, me and my wife, we, we kind of stopped around the same time as COVID, but we're huge Haunted Mansion nuts. So we had a pretty big, you know, Haunted Mansion Instagram page called Foolish Morgans. You can, if you're into the Haunted Mansion, that's all it is. No bullshit. Every single post is Haunted Mansion. (laughs) Um, when we post now, it used to be three times a day, but you know, so goes life. Other than that, just, uh, you can uh, find me on every single Gasselcast live. If you, if you, uh, you ever... If you haven't checked them out and you like pops, <laughs> check out the Gasselcast and Mr. Toys. Yeah. 
All right, guys. So you can head over to Instagram and find us there. The Simpsons did a pod. Head over to Facebook. The Simpsons did a podcast. Uh, you can follow us and subscribe to our podcast on YouTube. Just search at Simpsons did it pod on YouTube and you will get our podcast. Um, we're starting to catch up a little bit. We're about think 55 to 60 episodes on YouTube. Uh, but we're kind of getting those on there as you guys keep subscribing. So if you guys don't want to listen to on your normal podcasting platforms like Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Podbean, you know, there's tons of them out there. So you can listen to us literally everywhere. But if you guys listen to us on Apple, make sure to give us a rating and review because it will help our Apple numbers. Um, and listen on Spotify and check out our uh, posts that are associated with that. Um, if you guys would like to live, leave us feedback, um, head over to your cell phone and dial 612-584-0986 and leave us a voicemail. Uh, and as always, check out our voicemail message by the wonderful Jaden LeBron. Um, and yeah, leave a message. Let us know how we're doing on our podcast. If you don't like, uh, voicemails, you can email us the Simpsons did it pod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you'd like to support our podcast by donating us a few duffs, head over to buymeacoffee.com backslash the Simpsons did it pod um, and uh, donate us a few duffs or two. And we'll uh, send you some stickers and other uh, goodies in the mail for donating. So until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. And I'm Robert Sklansky. And this has been the Simpsons did it. Shh.